0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're talking about Episode 3 of Moon Knight. Oh yeah, world's getting bigger, everything's crazy, let's talk about it. All that right off the Sad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, my name is Matthew Carroll. And my name is Brian V. Klein. B.V.K. I'm glad the B.V.K. personality made it to the podcast because uh, that's the one that's the Moon Knight lover. And so.
1: that's yes. yes, exactly. He's taking well, over right now. Yeah,
0: man. Let's, let's, let's hear What do you think, man? <laughs> Episode
1: three. Although between the personalities, not really much of a struggle because it seems like we're all loving this show. I, I love it. This mm-hmm. one brought out a little bit more uh depth to some of the characters and some more little revelations and just the scope of this show was just this one made me feel like it had national treasure indiana jones vibes to it with just the whole Cairo the for sure valley of the gods thing and the great pyramids and oh it was so good so oscar isaac again my god that guy what an actor Holy cow! When mm. he was inhabited by Khonshu in front of the Ennead, but we'll get into that, Whew, man. Yeah,
0: and and speaking of that, like it's great to see Oscar Isaac do something different, and you know already Stephen and Mark are so com- so different, so diverse, and then getting to see him do Khonshu, and like manifest that voice it, it, it's just it looked almost it really did look physically painful what what the, uh, he was doing as an actor like it was really impressive um but we also got the hint at a third personality um mm-hmm. with this you know blackout that both steven and mark had and it seems like it's a very violent personality that still seems to share the goals of serving Kanshu and stopping ahmet
1: so what does that mean who is that guy you know right Woo. exactly he's out there man he just took over when mark couldn't do it and steven's like it wasn't me so mm-hmm. yeah you know, i got a couple of thoughts on that but we'll save that for the little comic spoiler yeah we
0: can do a little question. comic spoiler at the end because i don't know anything about these other personalities but man it it was really cool because steven's like looking at Mark and being like, don't hurt him, don't hurt him, don't don't be too violent. And then even Mark, who is in the middle of this fight, it, it's the first time we've seen, seen it from Mark's perspective. When we, it's the first time we've really seen Mark fight. And it, mm-hmm. it was really interesting you have that save the cat moment that you want to see from a new character and like they did it with mark they made me care about him by having him grab that kid and he like goes to punch him and then he open hand will smith slaps him instead you know Oh, that's definitely a thing now. <laughs> oh yeah. I as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, you got Will Smith. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I liked that complexity of Mark's character because he is the mercenary, he's the violent one, he's the whatever, but like he still has a heart. You know, he's not gonna hurt a kid. Um he has a right. code of some sort.
1: And we could also be seeing too that this new personality was the one that Mark was the guy that was getting jobs done in a certain way and when he couldn't do it this other personality flips in mm-hmm. and it's just like the one that just has to get to the end of what needs to be done regardless of the path you take to get there so yeah. for the fact that both of them are just like that wasn't me it's like oh here we go because you got to figure that there was someone before steven steven's seen is still relatively new as far as the viewers go he could be something that's been around for a while too so yeah, we just don't, we we'll have no idea, but I,
0: no. I, I I, have a feeling he's new and it also seems like you, we talked a lot about if Mark created Steven, why did he create him? And it's like he needed this sort of moral compass, but then you've also got apparently another personality that was created. And if, again, if Mark is the core, he created another personality that's doing the things that he
1: really doesn't want to do. You know, I think that's, uh, that's pretty wild. Right. Like we speculated last week, I think a lot of Steven's personality is a reflection of Layla, and I think that could be him trying to hold on to that because we see a little bit more depth to their relationship today about how it looks like Mark is definitely having trouble not being with her, but he knows he can't be because he even said she's like, just when I thought I knew enough about you, there's stuff more. And he's just like, yeah, there is like that was really heartbreaking dude that line there's right
0: that line she says um it's like i haven't known you at all and he says right you haven't you don't it's just such a cold like yeah get away from me and and and, and, like steven is clearly all the a lot of the parts of mark that do want to be with her and like want to be the man she would want to be with even you know um just so much more gentle and so much more caring and even like uh you know seems to really, really like her and care about her. Um, exactly. Mm.
1: Um I think I can I don't think this is speculation because I'm putting stuff together from what has already been mentioned in the show, is that Layla first off, I think Layla is the Disney Plus representation of this character called Marlene from the comics who is Mark's love interest, who's also her father was an archaeologist. Who okay. they show in this episode was we find out that her father was murdered. You know, the woman at the beginning tells her that. Yeah. Now also in the one episode, uh, when Steven gets arrested and the cops, the fake cops show like, Oh, this is Mark Spector an international fugitive. You know, this is what he did at a dig site to the people that were at the, you know, the archeologists. Mm-hmm. You could put two and two together from that and find out that, you know, Mark was involved, most likely with possibly the, with well, the possibly the murder of Layla's father.
0: And the Harrow basically says that Harrow says mm-hmm. um, your father was murdered, and there's something Mark isn't telling you about it. And mm-hmm. it, Harrow's basically lays it out and and tells her that. Um, Something, there's a connection between your father's murder and Mark. uh, And that definitely implying that he was involved. Now, I I still don't know what happened at that dig site, if he Mm -hmm. was involved, if he was, which side he was on, or whatever.
1: Mark could be the guy that didn't do it. It could be this violent third personality, too, that took over.
0: Ooh, that's true.
1: He's even shown to when they were in front of the Ennead and they let Mark speak and he's like, Yes, I am. I need help. I'm troubled. I am, you know, a broken man type thing. So it makes it look like that they're going back in it, that he's had these personality, this DID for a lot longer than what when Consu has been inhabiting him, which is probably the reason why. Like he said before, Harrow said that maybe this is the reason why Kanchu chose him is because he already was broken. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We're seeing a little bit more without seeing too much into it, but it's, you know, it's just Putting more pieces into place here.
0: Yeah, man. What if this third personality that is dark and, like, you know, it, it, that's a great speculation that if he was involved in the murder, it wasn't him, but this third personality that we don't know who it is. But what if it's this third personality is really like a bad dude? We saw that he did some violent things in this episode, um, things that Mark wouldn't want to do. And so. Yeah, that's, that's a whole new wrinkle to the story that I wasn't expecting at all. I didn't know that was a thing. So, no. that's cool.
1: We, that's cool. And we may have to rely on him a little bit more to get stuff done because Mark doesn't have any powers anymore. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't have powers anymore with Kanchu now being turned to stone and being imprisoned and... You know, so we might have to use that other violent personality to be the means to the ends that he needs to do to be able to stop Arthur from Mm -hmm. finally finding and resurrecting Ahmed. Summon the brute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I said, this, this show keeps getting, this feels like most things now. And it's pretty evident with a lot of the Disney shows being six episodes. You've got definite first act second act third act like they have in Mm -hmm. most movies where you get the first act is developing the end of the second act is when the main bad thing type happens and then it shifts to the third act where they've got to fix that and then go from there to get to the, the end where it seems like now they did that right in the middle like we're halfway through the series and oh Mark is sort of neutered and neutralized now because you might have to see more on. And I could I think that that could possibly be a catalyst to the character of Mark Spector and Steven being a better asset, say, if they bring him into the bigger Marvel Mac Universe, where mm-hmm. it's just that character is very, you know, well rounded enough to be able to he doesn't need to have the power to be able to be effective in other ways but then when he does i mean i'm assuming by the end of this he's going to get his power back because otherwise it's just like he's just a regular mercenary dude so
0: sure sure yeah yeah when he says you know if once they imprison me please have mark come come free me um right Mm. And, I, and, I, and you know, it, it shows a sacrificial nature on Conchu's part that he put himself in this situation. You know, he was talking about how horrible it would be to be imprisoned in stone, and uh, and then he he chooses that path so that he can stop ahmed that's how much he cares
1: Kanchu made the sacrifice play in this one yeah he says i gotta do this you gotta help me turn back and by the way that visual when they turn back to night sky 2000 mm-hmm. years was even like first thing i thought was like wow that's got to be trippy and even Steven's like oh my god i'm getting like dizzy or whatever it was just like it was mm-hmm. and, and everyone is seeing it too yeah So for the exactly. fact that him we've seen Kanchu just being sort of like a vindictive he's the guy that you know is the punisher pretty much in a sense but now he's sort of just like well i know how we have to what we have to do to stop this and he's making the play to say listen you're gonna have to do what you gotta do we got this information now but you're still gonna need me so come free me Mm -hmm. hopefully he has enough trust in mark to be able to come and do that so
0: yeah absolutely i really want to go back to the any scene um Mm -hmm. i just love The representation here for mental illness because Uh Mark has this line that is just just so tragic when he falls down on his knees and says yes yes I need help I really need help I'm I'm very broken but that doesn't change the fact that this is this thing that I'm telling you about is real and I feel like that is a thing that a lot of people with mental illness like face being uh-huh. um you know you're, you you have a you have some sort of mental illness and it really pushes people to not believing anything you say or not respecting your perspective in any way because even though you have mental illness it's, you still have a, a perspective and you can still be fighting for something that's true and right and uh Mm -hmm. it's 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 really really tragic uh moment and and a
1: sad thing to say too is that in even in this day and age is that people that don't have that are going to look at you as being just completely wrong and being like oh your problem isn't my problem so why should i care about it which Mm -hmm. is again a sad state of the world that we're in but it just seems like that is the case where a lot of people are a lot more focused on just you know it's not my problem so I don't have to worry about it, but the fact is that he is showing that, and even in that scene, when he had, when he had Kanchu, you know, like, he was, Oscar Isaac was being the embodiment of Kanchu, and it was just being sort of, like, over the top, like, theatrical, but then you see that Marcus taking over, going, like, what is going on here? Because he Mm even said, it's going to feel a little weird, but uh, just him being like, whoa, just like, oh my god, something is taking over my body here, so, again, Oscar Isaac has just been, I mean, he's, he's, Got to be when it comes to the nominations this summer he's got to be at least nominated for best actor in a limited series mm-hmm. for this because he has just been unbelievable
0: yeah 100 he's he's really really wonderful um and man seeing the any and seeing all of these other avatars just mm-hmm. b- blew the roof off the thing i mean it, it, and then and then to also have the planet you know reversing the night sky Like, all of that combined, it just, like, made this feel like it was on
1: a global scale. It made it feel like, oh, we need to call the Avengers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that last part was something that was going to, everyone in the world was going to see that, and so it's just going to be like, ooh, this is going to trigger something. Bruce Banner is going to see this, and stuff like that. Going back to the Ennead, though, and I think that this was kind of, the way that they presented it was kind of obvious, because they've mentioned before that there are nine members of the Ennead. Amit and Khonshu and then there was I think four other ones there or five so there's still a couple of them that were not represented in there which they could mean that they they weren't they don't have avatars or they are like Amit where they are imprisoned or something Mm -hmm. but there was um, brought up Courtney in the chat asked how is mark gonna free him and right when I was typing it out Karen said I'm guessing that avatar lady the one that was like the avatar of music and love or whatever love, yeah i think she's going to help mark get Kanju back because she seemed to be the most sympathetic towards Kanju. whereas the other guys because as soon as they had mentioned them and it was osiris and they pronounced it isis but we know him or they got is isis and uh maybe they're trying to not say isis because of the
0: yeah you know, the, sure. the
1: world stuff but then the other ones were sort of just like nope Kanshu's bad. Lock him up. This is his problem. The reason why we banished you in the first place. So I think she's going to be the sympathetic character from the inside that gets Kanshu back as well.
0: I definitely think that's possible and maybe that'll happen before the end, but I, do, I also mm-hmm. think that if Haro releases Ahmet or even like it, it becomes proven that that's what he's trying to do then the entire Ennead may go we're sorry conchu you were pretty right messed up. You know? exactly it may not even take hathor like going against the Ennead. it may just be like like you said the whole th- three act structure i think mm-hmm. the third act might be triggered by actually this seems like a third act like this is pretty low like he's definitely lost his powers and everything but like third act may be triggered when ahmet is released maybe right if haro becomes ahmet's avatar because and is imbued with the powers of ahmet and then you know ahmet and uh really have to go at it i
1: would assume the end of next episode is going to be when they find her they release her and the big end scene is just her coming you know into back into the 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 mortal realm and because right now pretty much he just has that power of her by that the part of her that is imbued in that cane so the mm-hmm. fact is that she is still imprisoned and just, you know, out there. And they've even mentioned that her goal was pretty much to be the prejudge. And then the gods in the Ineat are like, We've decided to not be involved in the, the dealings of man. So it's sort of yep. like that is the exact opposite of they're they're going at different you know, they're coming at it from different ways. So like you said, I think once they once Arthur does release her, the gods are gonna be like, Oh, my bad. Sorry, we should listen to you. Mm-hmm. And then the third act is going to be, you know, the gods helping to try to stop her and possibly bring in because there is I did realize too, that this could be some kind of cool foreshadowing, is we mentioned last week about the QR codes in one of them. If you looked at, I think the first episode when they have the I guess you have to do it in the reflection of the window of when the girl is sitting there. Putting the garbage at the beginning into the pyramid, and then Arthur or um, Stephen goes and shows her. That takes you to a specific comic. Yeah. Of a character that could possibly, I wouldn't assume that they don't mention him without bringing him in somehow. You would think they're not going to have a random mention of this character and not have him show up in the show. I would stink. Right,
0: unless unless it's like foreshadowing that's coming later, because they've already had like Blade and that's werewolf what i was talking by about night, and yeah 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 all the all those so. all those qr codes are taking you to all these different comics so i don't know if they're all going to show up in this show but they very well might show up that, that may be pointing to the fact that we're getting midnight suns in a future date you know
1: right and we still got that unknown entity which is the the mcu halloween episode
0: yeah Halloween
1: special that's going to be on disney plus so that could be skewing more towards monster Squad or Midnight Suns or something mm-hmm. like that. So I mean yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Werewolf by Night shows up because he was my um my uh Hail Hydra pick for my 10 point guy in our fantasy league. So
0: Oh, was he? I thought <laughs> yeah. he was already announced for this year.
1: No, I went and looked and it said there were speculations for it, but nothing okay. was officially announced. Okay. So I remember when we were doing our draft I'm like we got to get to it because I know what's going to happen is they may announce something right when we're doing it and I'm like crap there goes my 10 point thing coach. Nice. But we'll see. Yeah. all right well uh i guess
0: did you want to do a quick comic spoiler thing something you said you got some theories about who this third personality might be
1: before we do that too, mention they when they were at that one uh guy's house when they were looking at the sarcophagus and they mentioned madripoor i was sort of just like oh cool so yeah they probably have a lot of his antiquities there has to be something between him and sharon that go together because yeah, of the totally. fact that she deals with this black market stuff so yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I,
1: I loved the mention of madripoor that was so rad that or when he was Moon Knight protecting Layla and it was absorbing all the bullets in his cape, and then he went mm-hmm. and turned and flicked the cape and then shot the bullets all back at the people. I'm like, oh, yeah. that was a pretty cool uh, effect. But. That
0: was rad. I love when Steven takes over when Moon Knight's killing everyone. And yeah. then he... Get uh, stabbed tw- he gets stabbed, stabbed a bunch the- and goes take the body take the body now <laughs> yes exactly
1: oh <laughs> uh, that that whole scene there was just it had so much action and then humor and th- that's what i just love about this show the way it mixes but mm-hmm. quick thought on the
0: comics so yeah so comic spoilers everybody we're gonna do some comic spoiler stuff talk
1: there is in the comics there is pretty much three main personalities there is Mark Spector there is Stephen Grant and there's this character Jake Lockley mm-hmm. and Jake is the one who mainly is the person that has the Moon Knight suit he's the one that dishes out the justice oh. in the comics Stephen Grant is almost like the uh the mogul guy the one that helps him yeah he's the Bruce Wayne of yeah, the, he- of the three Right. He doesn't have the, um, he's usually the guy that is in there when they need to do the actual business side. And Mark Spector is the one that sometimes when he gets it, he has the Mr. Knight suit. So the fact that Steven has the Mr. Knight and Mark has the Moon Knight that he summons him jake lockley could be this one because he's the one that is usually the person that is dissing out the big justice could be this third personality that comes in and just you know wreaks havoc as a person without the suit so that's, okay that's my as soon as i saw that i'm just like oh they're bringing in jake already so
0: okay so interesting i didn't realize that jake was normally
1: the personality because in the comics jake's like a cab driver do i have that right correct but he's the one that usually whenever they it seems like he always when they arrest him for doing something he has the moon knight suit in the trunk of the 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 cab or something like that it's always Uh, like a it's a it's always like a convenient like you gotta find a way to store that thing and people don't see it instead of just opening (laughs) the trunk oh there's a spare tire there's jumper cables and there's a big white vigilante suit in here
0: why don't you store it inside your body like uh like this version of mark specter
1: yeah, oh, I think that man. was a little bit more of the way that they do it in the show. Is cool with the summoning the suit because that way they don't have to do the whole, you know, uh, Clark Kent in the the phone booth type thing where he's yeah. to put the suit on. And this is definitely not a suit that can be just worn underneath clothing because it's just you know no nah,
0: too too, much. too flowing and big. Yeah, man. Whew. And I just I love the way the suit is an extension of Conchú's magic, but also like you know it, it, it part of the thing about the show is and the difference between this and the comic is in the comic there's some question as to whether moon knight the moon knight powers are even real at times you know it's like this is is this is this just another personality is is are these powers real is this part of the mental illness and in this it's just like no there is mental illness but there is also like all this magic is real like we don't have any like illusions i mean the sky turned backwards you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this is all real
1: when we're watching the show, we're not under the impression that any of this is going on inside of his head. We're no. it's all going on in the real world. Uh Courtney just brought up a good just, just the description here is that the three characters are evil justice, neutral justice and good justice. Mm. So yeah. it's sort of just like, you know, just the way that you get to the the end point is how, you know, you're considered. It's just like the chaotic evil, neutral evil, you know, I guess there's no good evil but you know <laughs> Just neutral, yeah, so.
0: those, are, those are those are polar opposites there uh, alright well uh, I like it I like it alright guys yes. well that will be all from us this fine evening we'll be back uh, on uh, we, we got an episode dropping this weekend um, some more fem- best female moments uh, that you guys wrote in and then we also have an episode coming on Monday with the, uh, the feedback for Moon Knight so if you guys send your feedback to mcucast at gmail.com. That's the best way to get into the feedback. Unless you're a patron. And uh, if you're a patron that's an even better way because we always prioritize the patrons. So patreon.com slash mcucast gets you that. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Peace. Until next time, true believers.